Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Druid's Grove. Today we are going to be talking about magic. Uh, Magic can be kind of a contentious and sensitive subject. Many people have different ideas and perspectives on what magic consists of. So we're going to kind of explore that idea as it relates to Druidry. So when we hear of magic, we think of all kinds of ideas and images, uh, maybe from video games or movies or that kind of thing. We think of casters and wizards and charlatans, you know, people that are trying to deceive us with magic tricks or card tricks. Um, But in Druidry and in other uh, nature-based spiritual practices, uh, magic is about personal transformation. And then if if you're not familiar with this concept, that might seem really weird to think of magic as an idea of personal transformation. Druidry focuses on the ability to see magic in the simplest of things, in both ourselves and in nature, all the way up to the evolution of the universe. These are all magical processes. Some people use the term magic to describe things that are unexplainable or not be not able to be explained by scientific explanation. So for instance, if something doesn't have a scientific theory that can explain it, oh, that's just uh, magic or a form of, of magic. Uh, some other religious groups are, are adamant, 100% adamant that they do not use magic in their practices. You know, but when we look at these different spiritual practices and different religions uh, from an outsider's perspective, that the practices that they do use could be called a form of magic. You know, for instance, many religions use the idea of prayer to connect with their God or higher power. You know, but when we think about this, they believe that speaking to or thinking through uh, a concept directly directed towards their God or the universe or whatever, that their hope or their prayer or their thought will come true. You know, they call this prayer, but, you know, when you think about you're just putting your voice out into the ether and into the universe, or you're pushing your thoughts outward away from you into something else that is not physical, that you can't contact, and not calling that magic is, is kind of a kind of a weird thought, weird premise. But if we do look at it another in another term, that is a form of magic. Um, for many people, it becomes a form of spiritual practice. Um, in, in Druidry, for instance, we won't, some people call it prayer. Some people just call it a form of spiritual practice. Um, you know, and you also might think of in Christianity, uh, higher ups in the church, they might have some juice and cracker, and they say a few word and quote bless you know, the juice and the cracker, the wine and the cracker, and all of a sudden it becomes the body and blood of Jesus. But how is that not a form of magic? You know, magic is all in our belief and in our perception of what's going on in front of us and what's going on inside of us. Other spiritual practices do call their practice magic. In Wicca, for instance, uh, they use uh, magic all the time. So magic in Wicca and in some forms of druidry and other nature-based spiritual practices, um, they are looking at harnessing the energies of maybe the moon or the sun or the energy of water or earth or fire and or even their own energy and concentrating that energy flow into a focus point, either pulling that into themselves or possibly sending it out in a burst of energy. 
Now, this form of practice could be considered good or bad. It's all behind, uh, related to the intentions of the person that is doing the magic. There's also a formal type of magical practice, for instance, in ceremony. Um, you know, in holidays, uh, a lot of nature-based spiritual practices have ceremony where they use ceremonial magic to kind of usher in or celebrate the holiday. Or even, you know, if you think about um, the showmanship that gets put on in these types of practices or in other or like church-based or other religious-based practices, you know, people that are leading it get dressed up. There's a very formal um, feeling about it. Uh, things are done in a very specific order to kind of build up energy, uh, to focus this energy on whatever is being discussed or focused on, and then just releasing the energy and letting go. Or it could be about calling on your god or gods or the spirit of place, or you know, to employ the, the elements and animal spirits of a place that you're doing this ceremony in to come to your aid or to uh, just to be present with you. You know, if we think about magical practices as a ceremonial form of magic. For instance, if we look at some cultural things like when a president or a leader of a country gets sworn in, there's a big formal ceremony. Everyone's all dressed up in whatever the appropriate cultural attire is. You know, this could be seen as a form of magic as well. You know, why does it need to be this big formalized process? Why do they have to say things out loud, verbally, in front of other people in a very specific order? You know, they could easily just be handed a piece of paper in an office and sign the piece of paper and it's done. But we go through all of this stuff because it's about internal change and expressing it outwardly to other people to observe and manifesting this into the universe and expressing our desires and expressing what we want to, to come true and what we want to happen and putting that out into the universe in a form of physical and verbal and energy expressing formality. So going back to Druids, Druids work a lot with the magical elements of plants and, uh, for instance, through herbalism or elements. You know, we talk about earth, air, fire, and water. Um, they harness these, these elements and these energies to either heal others or to heal themselves or to honor and respect and show worship to others, maybe deities or to honor and worship a spirit of place. That's a form of magic as well. In Druidry, there's also the magical practice of shape-shifting, which we will talk about in the ovate grade later. Um, shape-shifting into the uh, different animal to experience life from a different perspective and to adopt the traits or characteristics of that animal for a specific use. Um, you know, it's a form of internal transformation through a change in your mental projection and your physical actions that you take. You know, and, and we think about magical shape-shifting. This is metaphorical or, you know, some people say it's real and physical. It actually happens. Typically, it's metaphorical. You know, you may take on the aspect of uh, fish uh, to swim upstream and to persevere and to adapt to change and, you know, overcome obstacles to get to your goal. Or you may take on the aspect and shape-shift into the aspects of a bird to gain intellect and wisdom and knowledge and and, and to take an aerial perspective on a situation and to look at all the possibilities and all the outcomes and to figure out which way you want to go with that. So that's kind of the magic of shape-shifting. Um, at its core, magic is about awakening to the magic of the reality that we exist in. Seeing everyday things as magical practices and appreciating them and to connect with them and to embrace this magic. You know, we use it in our daily practice 
and we want to show others how amazing the world is and how wonderful it can be to work with this magic. At the beginning, I talked about magic as a form of self-transformation. So what that means is that as humans, we typically have the ability to adopt a new perspective and practice it daily. We can decide what we want out of life and what path we want to choose and how we want to go through this life. We can, you know, magically decide and change who we are. So looking at self-transformation as a form of magic, you know, I might ask you some questions that we all kind of either think about or don't think about. You know, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a beautiful person or as an ugly person? Are you intelligent or not intelligent? Are you poor, rich? Are you unlucky? Are you lucky? Are you unhappy? Are you a happy person? By utilizing magical practices, you can manifest your own outcomes and your own purpose. You can have intention and direct that energy into the, the magic of self-transformation. You know, if, for instance, if you if you lack purpose in life, spend some time looking inward at yourself and learning how to do the magic of transformation and figure out what your purpose is and you can decide where you want to use magic to go into the direction of life that you want to go into. You know, rather than being a victim of circumstance and chance, you can take charge of your life and magically change it. In in this context, there's a term that's used in a lot of mythical and magical traditions called alchemy. Um, so when we think of alchemy, many people think of combining, you know, various elements or chemicals or herbs or liquids or whatever and, and changing them into something else. Um, initially, alchemy was created, I guess, uh, given the term, uh, when people tried to change different materials and different metals into gold, you know, thousands of years ago. And supposedly some people figured out how to do this. Um, but now, you know, in these nature-based spiritual practices and in other practices, alchemy has come on to take on that new meaning, the alchemy of self-transformation. You are combining these different, these different aspects and elements and different concepts, and you can change who you are. It's an alchemical process. So when we think about magic, it's not necessarily about, you know, lighting candles and using magic wands and casting spells and wearing robes, but it can be if you want it to be. Um, many, many spiritual practices use that form um, in ceremonial uh, situations or even, even alone in the woods doing a, a magical ceremony by themselves. Uh, it can be formal or informal. You know, it can be as simple as just going out in nature and sitting and meditating and praying and appreciating our true connection to the world around us. You know, wanting to protect the earth and engage in a spiritual relationship with the earth and to just appreciate it. You know, understanding our place and our role in the relationship of the environment around us. So our environment, it could be, you know, our social environment, the actual physical environment, our spiritual environment, our spiritual relationship with those around us, you know, our uh, kind of energetic environment. What is the energy that we have around us and what energy do we bring to other people? This, this is true magic, the magic of looking deeply into things and understanding who you are, what you want to be, and deciding how you want to adapt and change and grow. So whatever your concept of magic was before this, I hope this has given you a little bit of ideas and understanding and some insight, and I hope that it leads to you exploring your idea of magic and how you might incorporate it into your daily life. 
you know, just think about what does magic mean to you and how can you adapt it into your everyday life? And thank you for listening. Ubiquitous. Everywhere, everything. Seen but invisible. Heard but inaudible. Felt without awareness. Sentience expressing itself to those seeking awareness. The whisper through the trees, asking you to listen to their story. The fiery blaze renewing the earth, or humanity after the explosion of dying in one's lap. Quenching thirst, shaping matter, cleansing deeply. Subconscious NUI, relieved with conscious participation. Sky, sea, earth, space, between dimensions of perception. I am ubiquitous. I am existence made whole. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.